it's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hey everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Raised Right. This week, I got to sit down with the Patriot Sisters, who are two young women who are making waves in the political world. They have just come unleashed and stood up for what they believe in and are so inspiring in doing so. That being said, of course, their journey has not been easy. They've had their trials and errors, and it was such a fantastic experience to get to sit down and hear those stories from them firsthand. And so I'm very excited to bring that to you and and to have them on this show and just get an inside scoop for what being raised right has looked like for them. We are here with the Patriot Sisters. I have Christiana and Isabella here with me. They agreed to come on and do their own episode with us on Raised Right, and I'm super excited to have them. Um, how we got in contact is a little bit stalkerish on my part. I messaged Christiana just, you know, wanting to talk to her about her experience being a young um, patriot. And, you know, through our conversations, we found out how much we actually have in common, the three of us. It's it's kind of scary. So you guys, you yeah. also grew up doing pageantry, right? Yeah, yeah we, we did. We started pageants when I was around eight years old. About seven for me. And so um, and we started because we had a really bad speech disorder. And I was a super stubborn little girl and would not practice speech therapy. I can testify to that. She was. <laughs> and so pageants, we got a letter in the mail, like most pageant girls do. And then next thing we knew, we ended up doing it year after year for over 13 years. It became part of our life. And it was fun because we met so many girls all across the U.S., we got to wear fun dresses and just create memories between us two. And of course, my mom, she was part of the whole thing. It was amazing. Right. And that's so awesome. What systems did you guys compete in? So we started with co-ed, I think. Was I think like it was our very first one back co-ed. in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we mostly competed with uh, National American Miss. We love her namely. We love did. <laughs> IJM, UNM. We did REM. We did... Um, I Miss did USA. Miss USA for the teen division, which was so much fun. Uh, yeah, but we just dabbled in a little bit of everything just to kind of dip our toes and, much, and whatnot. And um, it was fun. I mean, it was really good memories. <laughs> I think, and we talk about this a lot now, but we started pageants for one thing, but we continued with them for another reason. And we could not do what we do with the Patriot Sisters if today. it wasn't for the opportunities we had with pageants before. If it wasn't for, I mean, I lost for the first eight years of competing. Like I didn't win. And so what that builds inside of an eight-year-old is something that most kids don't get. So it's given us a lot of tools to, to do what we do today. So we're forever thankful for the yeah. pageant. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's such a good message and so true because I think, you know, a lot of people look at pageants as this thing that's just absolutely demoralizing to women. And right. it's such the opposite. I mean, I've I've told the same story that I wouldn't be equipped to to study journalism or do half the things I do had it not been, you know, for those experiences. And I was Miss Wyoming's outstanding teen in 2016. And even then it was like <laughs> nobody did pageants like if you were a pageant girl you were at least in Wyoming on like your own planet you didn't yeah so and and that's even transcended into college and as a young adult you know and I've had that 
thrown in my face that, oh, you're a pageant girl. Like you're dumb. You can't talk about this. You don't have another pond. Exactly. (laughs) And it's, it's so empowering. And especially, you know, you two are absolutely beautiful. So when you walk in the room Mm -hmm. and then have the skill set to be able to talk about the things that we do in the, in the political world, it's, you know, super inspiring to see two young girls that also did pageants and have made the most of it. So super, super excited to connect with you guys about that. Thank you. That means a lot. When I was stalking, I I stalked you back. (laughs) Just for being honest. Yeah, exactly. And I saw you did pageants and I was like, oh, I already love her. So we love any girl that does pageants. We're like, we're best friends. You don't even know it yet, but we're best friends. Exactly. (laughs) You get it. The feeling's mutual. Absolutely. So awesome to have you guys, you know, on here. So I just want to ask right off the bat, you guys have a super awesome podcast called Unleashed. Um, a really big following on Instagram was over 17,000 followers, 700 subscribers on, on YouTube as the Patriot sisters. And so I just want to know like what inspired you from your background of travel and diversity to really become so politically engaged and involved. Well, we certainly were not politically active as a family growing up. We were everything but that. Um, So it was very much of a left turn for us, yet at the same time, so natural for our family to just like support us as we walk into this new facet of life. It wasn't until Trump, well, for us, Trump was the pageant guy. You're right. We loved him. There wasn't, nobody had an issue with him as the pageant guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So we used to actually comment on his Instagram years ago. Like 2014 era. You should run for president. You'd be in a really amazing president. So when he announced that he was running, we were immediately on board. Um, But we didn't launch the Patriot Sisters until, honestly, And we don't think we've ever really talked about this a whole lot, but it was really the pageant industry and how they turned on us for being conservative that made us. It was a a launching pad for us. It was the last little straw that just said, do it. We're going for it. Go for it. It was just watching um, our friends that we grew up with, competed with, were expecting to be in our weddings, turn on us, publicly shame us say all these horrible things, read rumors just because we were conservative and just because we had a different opinion than they did on certain topics. And, and so that was our, our launching pad. Yeah. We kind of looked at each other and said, if they don't like us doing it on our personal page, let's create a movement and let's just go full force because <laughs> someone well. has to, yeah. Yeah, might so. as well. So we started the Patriot Sisters in the end of June uh, of 2020. And since then, it's been a whirlwind of amazing opportunities, things like this. We got to go to the National Mall and speak two days before the 2020 presidential elections. Wow, was that (laughs) crazy fun. I mean, it's just been the best decision we probably could have made in a very long time. Absolutely. And I think that's so admirable for anybody that has, you know, their friends turn against them to be able to come back and rise above it because that is one of the hardest things to go through is to lose your friend group and the people that, you know, like you said, you thought would be in your weddings to turn their back right? simply because of your political beliefs. Like that says so much about where we are as a society. And it's so mm-hmm. awesome that you guys, you know, chose to make your own brand out of that because I think a lot of people would have just laid down and, and backed off to try to preserve those friendships rather than, you know, rising above it like you guys have. So that's super yeah. awesome. And what I love, especially about your brand is that you're very much 
you know, in line, of course, with your podcast title, but just about <laughs> being unfiltered and, and not worrying about these trigger warnings that the left seems to be so obsessed with having. So why did you decide to go that route? And why do you think that's so important for, you know, today and in the way that our political climate is? Because why not? Someone has to, and we don't mind being those people, quote unquote, those people that just are the bull in the China shop. I mean, that's what President Trump was uh, when he announced that he was running for president. He was the bull in the China shop and he just messed and shaked everything up just enough to create an opportunity for all of these true patriotic people in America to come forth and stand up in their own communities. And we wanted to do the same, of course, on social media. It's convenient it's easy it's fun and we really just wanted to give a voice it sounds so cliche such like a patch music a voice to the voiceless which (laughs) is hmm, such a dorky thing to say um and so we just felt like and and especially in 2020 it woke a lot of people up for many different beliefs and different reasons Mm -hmm. um and what we saw is that people our age so gen z was being bombarded and brainwashed and pressured into saying they believe in certain things when I know they weren't raised to believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, our heart was, can we, can we give a voice and give them the tools that they need to, you know, come against some of yeah. these accusations Helping against them? them find the voice and to live in action because it's so vital, especially now with all the, you know, chaos that's happening to really be solidified in your identity and just to move forward with whatever your, your passion is, whether you agree or not, and to live that fully. And so. we weren't going to be, um, so pageants have taught us to be more refined. Ride the fence. <laughs> Ride the fence. Very diplomatic. <laughs> but that doesn't work in politics anymore and in current events. Like you have to be very blunt in what you believe. And we also it's okay up, to do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we grew up in a very blunt family, extended and immediate. <laughs> so it was very natural. We're German. And if that tells anybody we anything. We don't mind saying what we think and that's that and that's okay. Uh, no hard feelings. So it was kind of an easy step forward for us. That's awesome. I know the left likes to take that mantra of claiming that they give a voice to the voiceless, but I really don't think there's any demographic that's more voiceless than the young conservative. They don't have those platforms to share those stories and those feelings and emotions. And it takes very strong people to kind of build that, that community. So I'm, I'm grateful that we have people like you, organizations like Turning Point USA that are really rallying that community and, and giving them that voice and, as great as it sounds on the front and all the the great things that we get to do because of it, there is that dark side. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. And that was, you know, unfortunately and fortunately, the way that Christiana and I connected was through our cancel culture stories. And you guys have been through the ringer when it comes to, you know, being canceled, quote unquote. Stopped. You've been threatened. You've been had Antifa come after you. So I just want to get the tea on what you guys have been through because of your your voice and your decision to do this. Time to spill the tea. Here we go. And it's funny. I'm grateful now that we can laugh at it because in the moment we were not laughing. I was crying. We were. Yeah, it like, was not fun. So we. So let's let's set it up. It's like okay. end of summer 2020. We're a couple months into the Patriot Sisters. At this point, we're we're hosting a couple flag drops locally. 60 to 80 people show up on a weekly basis. It's going fantastic. We're having so much fun. Yeah, we're enjoying the moment. It's good. It's great. And then at this moment, we're also, so one of the things we do on our Instagram at the Patriot Sisters is we post IGTVs that are informational about current events and then with the Christian perspective. And just that's kind of part of our brand, our mojo. So we post a video. We did it about uh, the video that was released about George Floyd. 
um, you know, bringing the facts saying he should have never lost his life. The, the cop, cop was in the wrong, but, know. but let's look at what actually happened. It may not be exactly what was being portrayed by the media. Whoa. <laughs> was that crazy saying facts? Uh, Instagram a page of about a million people mm-hmm. took the video, edited it galore out of it. Took out the parts where he said uh, Floyd should never have died and took out the part where we said the cop was in the wrong and should be, you know, held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Took it all out and reposted on their account of almost one million people. And the caption literally said, go get them. And they tagged us. And it was a Sunday morning. We were at brunch with some family or some family friends. And I started getting all these notifications. And we weren't super big. We're not even super big now, but we don't get that many notifications. It was like, bizarre. So we open up the app and they're all, hate. literally we have, we've been up probably like 500 followers in a span of five minutes, mm-hmm. all haters. Um, and our DMs were flooded by what? 10,000 DMs of hate, of hate every hour. And then I look at, I find the post who did it. I look in the comments They They release our names, our address, our, our phone, phone numbers, numbers, where we work, where we go to school, our, our extended families, personal information, past pageant titles we've held mm-hmm. and like our old houses that we used to live in. I mean, everything was online. And everything. these death threats were credible because we would look at the, you know, things when we look at their social media site and they live 20 minutes away. And so just seeing that literally put us in shock, shock. <laughs> and then on top of that, that was the same day we were called into, we were in leadership at a church at the time. And we, were, we had a meeting with them. And we kind of suspected what was coming because they like to be pretty politically correct. Diplomatic. And we are not. Mm-hmm. And that was, so all this was happening in the same day. We're trying to hide from Antifa and the same day we get kicked off of, it was a dance team we were on at the church and we got kicked off of it for being too political and, and, you know, it was just, it was a, me- it was a very messy Sunday. We'll leave <laughs> it at that. But yeah. at that point we were, we just didn't know what to do. So we said, well, let's, let's call, call the cops. Yeah. Let's call the police mm-hmm. and see what they have any advice. And, Basically, in a nutshell, they said, there's nothing we can do at this moment. So sleep in the same room as your family, no windows. And if you are to a type of family, sleep with them by your side. And if you need help, take care of it and then call us and we'll help you. You know, so we were like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what does yeah, that mean? Not super encouraging. No, not at all. They're like, we will come. But if we don't get there in time, take care of it. You either take care of it or we'll take care of the body, essentially, is what they said. Not and to it be was, barbaric, but. And yeah. we were two girls who didn't set out to be known. We were just like, watch this pageant industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to speak up. And, and uh, three, four weeks later, all these death threats start coming. Um, yeah. And it was intense. It was intense. It was really scary. I can only imagine, thankfully, you know, through my story, I was never doxxed, but that was always one of my biggest fears that that was what it would come to. And I can only imagine and can all plug there for our second amendment. That's the woman's greatest equalizer. I mean, had you guys, been, you know, alone, if that would have happened to you, that would have been your only chance. And so I think thankfully you're okay. Thankfully, you know, hopefully you guys are safe and and stay safe. I can only imagine, you know, what you went through. So tell me a little bit about the Antifa side. You said that they kind of came for you too. Was that just through more messages and death threats? 
Yeah. So once we got the police, uh, they, we opened up a whole police investigation. They were completely involved. We had an investigator, private investigator, doing which was thing. really weird for me. That was that was kind of movie like. It was a little <laughs> surreal, um, to be transparent. But no, that whole thing opened up, and so they started doing their police stuff, investigator stuff, and they eventually found the most credible threats out of the you know messages we had forward to them and those people were a part of antifa mm-hmm. self-proclaimed that's what they that's what they did mm-hmm. um and it was crazy i mean they yeah. launched the police investigation and then two days later um we were getting ready for bed in that one bedroom that we all were <laughs> sleeping in as a family and we got a call from a friend and said oh my gosh the video is gone they deleted it until this day, we, we don't have, know how or why or what made it become deleted, but it's gone. So, and then that kind of mellowed out the threats mm-hmm. um, from people who are self-proclaimed Antifa members. Um, yeah. And then we all, we just kind of chilled out. We're like, let's hold off for a little bit. Yeah. Until, you know, wait. I'm sure you can relate to what that's like. The down, the, after the climax. You're like, okay, let's ease back into normal, you know, normal right. life. Here, slowly. Yeah, and it, it takes a while to get back to whatever normal is after that, because I'm sure it completely shook your world into something totally different. And when you guys posted that first video, did you ever think of all the things that you talk about politically that that was going to be the one that would blow up so dramatically? I think we had an idea that it was bound to get a little more attention than our previous videos because it was such a heavy and hot topic. But not to the extent of what happened. <laughs> like, that was crazy. It was. What do you think? I mean, we know when we talk about, we didn't know then. Now we know. Right. Hindsight. Hindsight's everything. Right. But whenever two white blonde girls talk about <laughs> racial issues and what's happening, it's going to bring attention, yeah. good and bad. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't know that then. We were just like, oh, let's share the facts and what really happened and the real footage. So now we're, we try to be a little bit more careful while still being completely unleashed with what we say. So it's finding that back. Absolutely. I mean, and that's even more relatable to what happened to me because when I, my tweet was about Jacob Blake, it was about how Mm -hmm. there were sexual assault allegations involved in the shooting and people Mm -hmm. hated it. And I was told that because I'm a white woman who did pageants that was born and raised in Wyoming, I have no room to talk about stuff like this. And I'm a journalism major. Like I'm learning how to talk about stuff like this. And there was just no grace and words got twisted. It was used in so many different ways and what the original intent was. And I think that that speaks volumes of how these things could just get absolutely blown out of proportion. But, you know, in the same sense, I felt, and I'm sure you guys felt an overwhelming amount of love and support come from the other side. Did you guys experience that as well? It was, it was actually when we first got started. So we weren't really fully super huge on what we were doing. Um, But we were in the conservatives group on Facebook and I made a post and I was like, guys, we don't know what to do. Can you please report the video, report the account in the amount of comments? Oh my gosh. In love. Amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, these are my people. We like, found our people. <laughs> and just the love that came from that was, was really what we needed because our friends were ditching us and our, our strangers were threatening to kill us. And these other strangers through conservatives came to the occasion. They, yeah, they stepped up and they totally was above our expectations of when we asked for help and it was total whirlwind it was was a whirlwind of amazingness because the conservative girls 
stepped up and really helped yeah. us out. Yeah, I really truly believe that that quote unquote silent majority is one of the biggest you know forces that there is to be it's to be real. messed with, so to speak. And so I think yeah. that that rallying group is amazing when you know it comes to back up people like us when we go For through sure. that, that crazy it's, stuff. Right. It's really true because. I don't know if it's a saying, but I believe there is truth to this. But the shy student in school is usually the person that will speak up when something mm-hmm. super bad goes wrong. Like, never underestimate the quiet girl, the quiet the boy, the underdog. Yeah, Those are the ones that make the movies great. So sure. the silent majority is definitely there with the backbone. Exactly. So as you guys, you know, continue to do this in a political climate that's becoming more and more hostile, we've got our free trial Biden and want to cancel the subscription. Like it's just a mess. How do you you guys find the motivation to continue doing what you're doing despite all the backlash and, you know, bluntly hate that, that you get for it? You know, I was just talking about this on our stories yesterday, actually, about leaders aren't created when life is good and life is simple. Leaders rise up to the occasion when the pressure is put on them. Same with diamonds. Diamonds are created through pressure. And so our heart is just for specifically girls, younger girls, just to know that even in the midst of adversity, that's when change occurs. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like what's happening, you have to speak up because you can't keep relying on somebody else. We can't keep relying on (laughs) <laughs> the the guys, the Lindsey Grahams to speak on behalf of us because they will turn their backs on us when push comes to shove. You have to hold your own. You have to hold your own and be okay with it. We have to rise up, stand tall, and, and fight back with truth, truth, which is one of the things we always <laughs> say. So, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. So one last question for you guys as we kind of wrap this up. There are those young conservatives, even younger than us, that are you know starting to grow up and get more politically involved and maybe scared to kind of come out with their conservatism, so to speak. And, you know, because of examples like this, maybe terrified of it. But I think you guys have a really strong message to share. So for any, you know, young conservatives out there that are listening or even parents of young conservatives, what would be your message to them? Well, there's a lot of good <laughs> I, or, uh, things that we've gained along the way that we could share, but probably the number one thing that I could think of for myself is, and it's cliche, I get it, whatever, but don't <laughs> give up because the left will intimidate you. They will use every tactic. They don't care about your personal feelings. They don't care about your past, your history. They don't care bringing up things that still, you know, are, are um, an emotional part of your life. They'll do anything to intimidate you, to shut you down, to quiet you, to silence you, whether it's in your home, community, school, or workplace. They don't care. So never, ever give in. Never give up. Continue striving for what you believe in, regardless of what your family or friends might say. That's good. And I would say, (laughs) um, I would say you have to have a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. And I think I heard Ali Stuckey say this years ago at a SAS event. But if you don't have your core beliefs as to why you believe a certain way, when a 2020 summer comes around, you will be pushed and pushed along the waves and you will waver on what you believe. So roots, you don't have your roots. And so for us, that's our faith. And that's super something that drives every decision we make. Um, But if you don't have the core beliefs of who, what you believe and knowing who you are, you will fall. So before anybody wants to, I like to say, before anybody wants to truly speak up and on a bigger scale as compared to person to person, you have to know who you are because they will try to get into your head. They will try to destroy you. They call us the meanest things. Oh my 
goodness gracious. Woo, some of these people. <laughs> and if I didn't have a support system and if I didn't know who I was and who Christ says I am, I don't think I would be able to handle it. It's really brutal. It is. So you have to be solid in, in your foundation. So be solid, know who you are, and but also have fun with it. Yeah. Have fun. Life is, life is meant to be joyful. You're meant to ha- find joy through your journey and laughter is the medicine for the soul. We've all heard that many, many times, but it's so true. Like, like don't take things too seriously. Just, I always say it's, it's a funny analogy, but I always say, be like a duck, let it roll off your back. It doesn't <laughs> stick to you. So that's our little, little tidbits. No, I love it. Those are super great messages for people to hear. And I think need to be shared as much as we possibly can share with people right now, especially, you know, for our young conservatives out there. So thank you both so much. It was such a joy and pleasure to have the Patriot sisters on one of our first episode of Raised Right. So thank you both. I wish you all the best in the future and um, good luck with everything you guys do. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy this episode of Raised Right? Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode. And be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Raised Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raised Right Pod. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.